Sorry, guys, we had a pre-podcast on the Zoom. I said there has to be a privilege with the Zoom. So here I started talking about how it's important to choose our words because our words determine our thoughts and those thoughts impact my energy. And that energy when puts me into action. And when it puts me into action, if the energy is negative, I will have poor results. If the energy is positive, I will have phenomenal results. So I was just sharing how important, how important it is to choose our words carefully. So my name is Maria Mariano. We are celebrating Mohammed and I are 40th year in our multi-level marketing business. And are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? We just broke an all-time 40-year record in the month of January 2022. Melanie Miller, who would have thought, you know, against uh, uh, programs that were absolutely phenomenal this year, which were great this year, but, you know, we prefer potato containers to cereal stores. For our guests, no need to understand, but it's just having chosen our words correctly. You know, our, our, our wording in January was, you know, if, if the programs aren't equal or better to last year, let's increase our members. So you offset it. And here we grew yet another, I believe, Marie-Pierre will go live on Biroule et Diamant this afternoon to do the Cancun draw. Wah! And again, growth by what? $600,000. I mean, people sell that in a year. That was your growth in January alone. And going into the podcast now, we are with the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People with Stephen Covey. You have to understand, me as Maria Mariano, I can tell you, I can tell you, you read this book and you don't have to read anything else after. It is the, 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 to, la total, the total of everything I need, everything I need to be able to level up and be the best version of ourselves, right? Of myself. This is what the podcast is about. The millionaires of the diamonds. I needed to be accountable, making sure every day I stuck to reading every day. Melanie, we got to read every day. Seriously, guys, nobody will do it if we're not accountable. The podcast made me accountable to you. And when I'm accountable, it allows me to read it. It allows me to study it. It allows me to write it and allows me to deliver it. So in the end of the day, I'm giving myself the greatest gift of all. So I'm hoping to contaminate you. So once again, for those in my multi-level marketing business, we're going to break yet another record in February because that's what I feel Melanie is going to happen. You know, when you have five times the members in going into February that we had last year, what are the natural outcome of my scientific friend? Well, five times the result. <gasps> Would that mean $15 million? Who knows? We'll see. Anyways, diving into habit seven. We're coming into the close of the, 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 the book, the book of seven habits. Coming into habit seven, the social and emotional dimension. So I, I went and get my feeling of what, how I wanted to express it to you, but hang on, wait until Melanie Miller comes on. 
she's really going to dive into the examples and that part, there's one part you need to understand, and she's going to deliver it. And then, of course, our astronaut, Marie-Pierre Tetreault, don't worry about it, guys, for all those that are left-minded people. You say, yeah, but how do I put it together? She'll tell you the how, okay? So diving in, seeking continuous improvement and renewal, professionally and personally, this is what this segment is about. When Stephen Covey says, sharpen the saw on social and in, and in the emotional dimension, this is what he means. Sharpening, sharpen, sharpen the saw is all about improving ourselves. We are the greatest asset we have. How many times in my multi-level marketing business, Melanie, I say to young moms, hire a cleaning lady, hire a secretary, hire, you know, somebody who manages your inventory. You are your greatest asset. And if the greatest asset is doing secretarial work that can be hired because what you do, which is sell a quality product with a quality service, it's only you that can do this, then it's a waste of assets, right? So you are the greatest asset. Social and emotional is about the connection with others. So what I want my directors to do in my multi-level marketing business is making sure they are continually connecting with others. So if you catch yourself with your head in your boxes, it should be in front of this little camera, connecting with others. If you catch yourself doing a Canva or whatever, what are you doing? It should be in front of this camera, getting a connection with others, right? Now, remember, as a child, we're seeking to be safe, to be loved, and have a sense of self-worth, to receive attention, to be understood, to be validated, to be recognized, to be able to handle strong feelings. Anybody see those kids in the malls that, that you know, throw themselves on the floor and start doing the bacon? Okay. They need to be able to be strong and handle their feelings. In other words, the ability to understand the feelings of others while, while controlling our own feelings. God, am I excited, Melanie Miller, to go into this book as soon as we're done? The other one, Emotional Intelligence, get ahead, start, go get the book. And then I love it. Why it can matter more than IQ, Melanie Miller. Why? <laughs> Bless Audrey's recruits. So Melanie, you know, she's a scientific, so she exercised some, something very fun this week where it says, it said in the other book we're reading, bless that which you don't have. And she did. And then Lord and behold, yesterday, doesn't she make a few calls? And one of them said, ah, how did you know I wanted to start? Melanie says, no, I didn't know. But in her mind, she goes, oh my God, I've been blessing. I've been trying that esoteric <laughs> philosophy. So I'm having a lot, a lot of fun with this. So behaviors and getting along with your peers, social and emotional, emotional dimension focuses on habit four, which is thinking win-win. It focuses on habit five, which is seeking first to understand, then to be understood. It focuses on habit six, having synergy with other individual. Centered on the principles of one, interpersonal leadership, two, empathic communication, and three, creative cooperation. The success of habits four, five, and six is not a matter of intellect. Ha <laughs> ha, Melanie, it's not a matter of intellect. It's a matter of emotions. Now, who was on the podcast yesterday? Raise your hands, raise your hands. Okay, so let's go back to yesterday. 
a matter of emotions. Remember, emotions are subconscious. You don't know they're happening until it becomes a feeling. So the best way I, I, I found that I could describe it to you is you sit down with your husband with some popcorn to watch a movie. And the movie happens to be a horror movie, right? Now, you don't understand what's happening, but what's happening as the movie starts with the music, with a few scenes, with a bit of blood, with a bit of this and a bit of that, your heart starts palpitating, your hand starts getting wet. It's all emotionally based. You don't understand until you grab your husband's arm, actually dig your nails in his skin, and you go, ah! Okay, by this time, I'm out of control. You see, by this time, I'm out of control. What we need to do is manage our thoughts beforehand. This is why you always hear me, for those assisting my conference, you always hear me telling you, control your thoughts, control your thoughts. And the only way I can control my thoughts is by controlling my words. The only way I can control my words is through personal security, right? Now, what about if I began watching the movie by saying to my brain, control your thoughts, okay? Okay, I'm going to sit down with Alan, and I'm going to watch this horror movie. It's made in Hollywood, okay? And this is usually what the Hollywood sets look like. And the blood I'm going to see is going to be ketchup. And the knives I'm going to see is going to be uh, plastic knives. And the people that I'm going to see their heads cut off are dummy stuff. Um, puppets or whatever. Now, this, these words and these thoughts, when the scenes come, we go, <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> you know, isn't it funny? They actually made it look real. It's amazing what you can do with ketchup, eh, Alan? You, do you see the difference? And a lot of times you've explained things like this to your children when they were afraid, right? How many of us had children during the night? They were afraid. What do you do? You open the light. You say, look, Look, and you, what are you doing? Your words are controlling their thoughts. Look, under the bed, there's nobody. There's no monster on the wall, you know? And, and, and this is what it's about. So before, before, you need to control your thoughts, control your words. Social and emotional dimension, it's, it's about the accurate paradigms and the correct principles. You see, the accurate paradigm before I start watching the horror movie, Melissa, is to understand it's Hollywood. So it doesn't bring me to this other dark side because remember, the dark side is only the paradigm that's in my head. Change the paradigms with your words and your thoughts and the world will change. Anyways, that's my take on it, but let's go with the example, the story. Melanie Miller, take it away, my friend. Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, I actually believe the social emotional dimension is all about how we live our everyday, our interactions with individuals, the foundation of our values, and how we use them in our interactions. Are we quick to judge, to criticize, to jump to conclusions, or are we secure enough in ourselves to seek first to understand and then be understood, and then synergize to find the best solution? To be in service to other people is the ultimate sign that you are so secure in yourself and what you have to offer that you are ready to serve in every situation. It is part of your being. 
in Covey's book, The Primary Greatness, which I've uh, showed you before, I'm just showing the people on the screen, um, there is a fantastic section. He talks about the 12 levers of primary greatness, and he has a whole lever uh, devoted to the lever of service. And the opening statement is this. At the end of life, we will not be judged by how many diplomas we have received, how much money we have made, how many great things we have done. We will be judged by, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was naked and you clothed me. I was homeless and you took me in. And of course, Mother Teresa is probably the person that is best known in the world for her service to others. Now, with people, the little things are the big things. The principle serve of service is highly personal. It's a giving of the self. The personal touch matters with 90% of people and it empowers the rest. Selfishness is the source of our heaviest burdens in life, while serving others, lightening the burdens of others is the very essence of primary greatness. I'm gonna tell you a story now about uh, a friend. A friend of mine, an actor, was once in a theater in New York City. He was watching a friend of his, a fellow actor, up on the stage. My friend could see that his colleague wasn't connecting with the audience. And so he worked his way into the orchestra pit with the intent of giving his friend a message. Knowing the play very well, the man knew exactly where his friend would be on the stage at different times. He knew that in one scene, his friend would stand just one foot away from the orchestra pit, and he hoped to deliver his message in that brief window of opportunity. So when his Fred friend stood on that spot, he raised his head up, caught the eye of his friend, and said three words, talk to me. His friend instantly got the message that he was talking to a glazed over audience that he couldn't see at all. It was just a great amorphous mass out there. When his friend said, talk to me, he knew that it meant to deal with the person, a real individual with feelings and perceptions, someone who matters. Instantly, he began acting to individuals, even though he couldn't see most of them because of the strong stage lights. But he could see some faces, and he essentially talked to the one. Soon, he captured the audience right back. He connected, because the key to many is the one. Why is this principle the key to many, the one? Why is it so important? Why does it open minds and doors? I think it's because the deepest hunger of the human soul is to be recognized, valued, appreciated, and understood. When you acknowledge the presence of others and adapt your presentation in an effort to meet, to reach them, in effect, you're saying, you matter, you're a person of worth, you have intrinsic merit, and I'm not comparing you with anyone, you are precious. And if you allow me into your mind to leave a message, 
I know that I'm on sacred ground. So the thing about living with um, service as, as a primary thing is it turns up in every situation in your life. It's not something that you switch on and switch off. You're there, you're it, you are in service. And it is best indicated in situations where you're not required to give service, but you do it anyway. And I like this little story that uh, Covey says. On a recent flight, I observed a pregnant woman as she entered the plane, carrying a child in one arm and a large bag in the other. Two flight attendants stood nearby talking to each other as the woman came through. I stood up and said, let me help you. The flight attendants continued to watch as we struggled to get stuff into the storage bin. Maybe it's not part of their job description, but if it's their job spirit, they will help. I suspect that the way they treat people is the way they are treated inside the company. Their complaints are ignored. So if the essence of what we do, and I, when I was doing this yesterday, I was talking to Maria and I was saying, Maria, that is what you do. You make every single person feel like you're talking to them. Sometimes even when you're giving messages that we don't want to hear, but you have that ability to connect with us, to make us feel that we, in that moment, are the most important person to you. And, you know, you live a life of service, and it's something that I have learned to do more and more by following your example. Make service part of your life, and all you will get is rewards. Thank you, and we're gonna I'll go over to Mary Pierre now to uh, to tell us how we can achieve these things. Thank you, Melanie. Yes, because before we go to uh, plan uh, our self renewal, so yes, we will go into the planning just like last week. But before that, we have to recognize that the full renewal will never be achieved if you don't first invest in a personal emotional bank account. So, or the branch known as self. So, we all need respect. We all experience area of emptiness and need. And these are places where unconditional love and regard are needed, but are not always found. So, you don't have to go around feeling empty and worn. You can proactively take action. So, you are the primary person in charge of seeing that your needs are met. It begins with you. So your first step in social emotional renewal should be a step to care for yourself. So what can you do that shows regard, care, and love for yourself? So how can you make a deposit in your own emotional bank account? So one man makes, uh, makes deposit in his own emotional bank account by trusting his instinct. He reports that he doesn't always know why he does what he does but he has learned to honor this sense of inner peace. So let's start with first identify. So it is fully legitimate to nurture yourself before reaching out to others. You can give someone a drink of water from an empty glass. So take time to fill your glass and you will see the abundance mentality replenishing your glass and spilling over into your other relationship. So if you sincerely take good care of yourself, you will gain 
genuine insight into how to care for others. So let's go into the question to help you identify what can you do for your plan for social emotional renewal. So Maria and Melanie, open your mind because we will <laughs> want to know your answer from this question. So question number one. Do you have a quiet, safe place to retreat you and where it is? Yes, my office. <laughs> Me too, office. It's mine. <laughs> Nobody else comes in here Maybe because they can't get in, basically. <laughs> Just for fun, yesterday, Mohammed says to me again, do we really have to keep, you know, 7501 in Bijoudouin? I look at him. I said, je ne comprends pas l'anglais. I do not understand English. Uh, hello, it's my sanctuary. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, do you surround yourself with sensory supportive people? Yes. Melanie, go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Number three, have you considered taking yourself out on a date and what kind of date? Melanie, I'm waiting for you so we can go eat together. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I was thinking I need to come for breakfast because I've got gifts to pick up. <laughs> yeah. And you bring the dogs on a Thursday. We leave them with Ricky so she can babysit all 12 of them and we go for it. No, I'm joking. Uh, okay. Thank you to Dorothy that answer. I love dates, camera and nature. For <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Number four, do you allow yourself to believe in your goals and dreams and how? Yes. List of 100 goals, the end in mind, and my vision board. And I teach it to as many people as possible to repeat it to myself. <laughs> and I would have to say this year, more than any other year, I have um, made a huge effort in those things and encouraged my team and organization to do the same. Um, I, I do, and, and I'm blessing the recruits. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, do you know how to pro provide for your personal needs? How? I hire help. I am so important. I love myself so much that I have a cleaning lady, I hire the right help for my secretarial work, I hire the right, I love me. So I hire everything that, um, not that I don't like doing, that I don't think it's necessary for me to do and not to have a better power at it. That's how I take care of me. Even if my husband, Melanie, says, do you really think you need that? I look at him. I do not, je ne parle pas l'anglais. Um, for me, I, I, I absolutely uh, take care of myself. Um, I refuse to work uh, nonstop for 14 hours, right? So I, uh, I take every day, I take a good hour in the middle of the day where I read a book. Not a self-development book. Uh, immerse yourself in a in a crime fiction or something like that. And also, I make sure I walk about five to seven kilometers every day. Um, so those are the things that I love doing. And if I can walk those kilometers with Alan 
at the same time, it's even more um, refreshing because I can talk to him about what's going on. And yes, I definitely, and I hire help too, but I definitely take time for myself. Mm, thank you. So reflect on experience or time when you felt cared for, accepted, needed, and loved. And can you provide a similar experience where you have provided service to others? So list your idea for self-renewal. So what can you do right now? So go in the comments and write it. What is your list of ideas that you can use for self-renewal? So maybe you are like me and it sounds a little bit... Uh, esoteric for me that part so I needed to find some ways to self-renewal so I found 12 ways for everyone that maybe is like a little bit like me so 12 ways to uh, renewal and uh, renewal self-renewal so first take time for self-care number two surround yourself with positive influence number three love yourself endlessly Number four, express how you feel when you're hurt. Number five, know your worth. Number six, stay active. Number seven, stay true to who you are. Number eight, follow your heart and dreams. Number nine, don't accept toxicity from anyone. I'm not a garbage can. <laughs> No, no words. <laughs> Number 10. Learn from mistakes without beating yourself up. Number 11. Make sure you go outside regularly. And number 12. Get comfortable with alone time. So maybe it gives you some idea what to write in your list of idea for self-renewal. And now we're going to the plan. So which idea seem the most immediate? So write it as an affirmation. So for example, if you're determined that giving yourself a two-hour date each week would restore you, you might write it like this. I will schedule two hours a week to take myself on a date. So you can write it uh, perfect. I will da -da 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 -da, for your plan. And now make sure that in your planning tool, in your agenda, plan out the implementation of your idea and already plan the uh, evaluation date. So when you go into the evaluation, now try making some time during the first two weeks of your plan and take time to determine if you feel more refreshed and valued after having your plan in action. And if you are reaping your, your des desired result, keep up the good work. And if you need to adjust your plan, do so and give yourself another week of experimenting to get the renewal you want. So record those things that work and those that didn't and what will you change to make it work. So just take the time to evaluate rapidly. So <laughs> the last week it was after one month, but this one is after fir the first two weeks. Make sure to evaluate because you can see the um, difference really quickly. So make sure that you evaluate your plan really quickly. 
I love it. The list is going to be on Group Inspirational of the Millionaires of the Diamonds. And Marie-Pierre, don't forget to photocopy it for me. I photocopy every single one of her documents. Now, remember when I said as a child, you're looking to be safe, you're looking to be validated, you're looking to be recognized? Okay. Every human being I meet, this is how I need to treat them. Keep reminding myself it's a little child in front of me so I don't judge them. It, it's easier to judge if you see them as adults. It's harder to judge them if you see them a child, as a child. Number two, always keep a picture of you as a little child when you were two, three, four years old. Right, Marie-Pierre? So every time you're being harsh on yourself, ask yourself, would you have talked to that little child that way? Okay, so always treat yourself with the utmost respect. Keep a picture of you as a child. And in closing, what I would love to add, uh, well, continue, repeat, you know, whatever. And I took it straight out of the book. Service is the rent we pay. Lean in, write it down. Service is the rent we pay for the privilege of living on this earth. Who are you serving? Who are you serving? Be very intentional. Today, you're going to go grocery shopping. Who are you serving? Who are you allowing to pass in front of you? Who are you allowing to help out? Service is the rent we pay for the privilege of living on this earth. There are many ways to serve myself, my family, my community, in my multi-level marketing, in my job. Not a day goes by that we can't at least serve one other human being one other human being. This is our mission in life. So if we pretty much wrap it up, Melanie Miller, you want to master your social emotional dimension, be of service. You know, for those that, you know, believe in, in, in God or whatever, remember when Jesus does the act where he washes the feet of the apostles? Okay. What was he doing? What was he doing? So I leave you with that thought and I'm excited for tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to work on scripting others. I'm really, really excited, more excited than ever because as we, we close, we understand what we're going to need in 2022 to become legendary. Ooh, ooh. Okay, bye everyone. Thank you. If you enjoyed, please share. <laughs>